guys, huge honor for me, episode seven of the Humanity Jitsu podcast. And today we are blessed with the first. I'm going to butcher this name, so sorry. <laughs> Laura Peritti. <laughs> that's perfect. That's, that's, that's the best pronunciation I've heard so far. It's great. What's the, what's the worst one you've heard? Uh, just people don't know how to pronounce it at all. It's not that difficult. Like, it's not that weird. It's just a little, a little unusual. So I just <laughs> avoid it. Just, just, just Laura, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um... How are you handling this quarantine, uh, Laura? Well, so it's it's I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's, some days are low, but try to keep it up and be positive. I've been picking up a lot of new hobbies that I did not have the time before because I think as most of us were really really busy in trying getting better at jujitsu and doing all jujitsu related activities. So I actually had a lot of free times to 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 learn a few different new hobbies. So that they kind of fill up my days. So as I was mentioning to you earlier, this, it's very sunny here in Dublin. So we do, we can get down to the, like, you know, the park or whatever, this two kilometers thing. So we can get down to the park and kind of enjoy a little bit of the sun. So it's not too bad the last few days. I'd say the sun helps a lot with the mood. Surely the, the, the fact that there's no jiu-jitsu is really, it's really, really tough considering all that I'm used to have a gym that is full of people around me from 7 a.m. until like 10 in the night, Monday to Friday. So it's it's hard, but got to stay positive because otherwise, you know, it's just getting harder and harder. So I'll try to keep positive as much as I can. So every morning, whenever I wake up, I try not saying I meditate because I, I don't do that. I just try to think positive every day. So that's 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 my kind of meditation. I try to be positive. Some days it's like, okay, just give me the wine and that's okay. <laughs> I say uh, I say you're well you're well like um what's this? You just you deserve some wine. It's grand because you know can't train. So what else are we gonna do? Yeah, I'd say like once a week. Yeah, let's let's kind of say once a week. You know, drink aware and all. And say once a week. Let's get some wine and you know. <laughs> Kind of oh, calling all your friends, so that's yeah, that's once a week. It, it does the job. Uh, wait, is that once a week, one bottle or one shelf? We're not gonna disclose that. It's better not <laughs> disclosing that. I, I imagine it's somewhere. I imagine it's somewhere in between. Nearly a shelf, like half a shelf. Uh, you, you, you know what? Actually, I got myself a, like a twelve pieces accessories for making cock. So one of my new hobbies is like learning how to make cocktails. So <laughs> you can imagine the rest. You can imagine the rest. Like, are you gonna uh, be a black belt in bartending by the time this is done? Yeah, I might even close the gym and just open a bar. I don't know. I'll see how it goes. I I, I, I couldn't lose all my jujitsu, so at least I can still rely and back it up with something else. You know. Oh, well, you could be a bouncer as well. So if anyone starts trouble, you can strangle them. <laughs> yeah, I've been moving from the bar to the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, do you want to tell everyone uh, where you're from and where you train in case they want to get around in with you sometime? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I'm originally from Italy, but I've been living in Ireland for like the past eight, eight a little bit more than eight years. And um, I started jiu-jitsu here in Ireland, just just completely by by mistake, I'd say. Um, 
How do you start jujitsu by mistake? You kind of get into a gym. They don't even know what they do because you need to lose fat and you start like doing it. Like, and then you see you're sweating a lot and you're sticking to it. That's basically how did I start that? Just wanted to lose few, few kgs and, you know, find something because there, like everybody else probably out there knows regular gym might be a little bit boring if you don't really know what you're doing, what you're looking for. So the, the, the jiu-jitsu gym, like George gyms, was was really close to my house and I was walking by every day and and I just say, you know what, I'm just going to go in and give it a try, whatever they're doing. You know, like the, the idea that you always go back with, to the same people that you always see the same people if you're missing a day they'd be like asking you hey why you're not why did you didn't train yesterday so that that was isn't it like that like it's like that you're missed one day like what 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 should you do why why do you have a life man they're all like I, th- I thought you died or something yeah you know like you're not allowed to have another life so that's what i was looking for so somebody that made me feel accountable for like missing training or stuff like that and so i was just looking at cl- just looking for a club that that would make me stick a little bit more to my resolution of like, you know, doing physical activities. And then I just happened to like it a lot and I just stick to it. That's about six and a bit years, six and a half, maybe years ago. And the gym was growing a lot. And then uh, George, which is our head coach and a co-owner of the club, it's just asking me, look, I need somebody reliable that can look into like some paperwork for the gym and stuff. You know, the gym is growing, blah, blah. And he goes like, do you want to be my partner? And I was like, whoa, is it for real? And I was a little bit like, I mean, it was early days of my jiu-jitsu. I used to have a job, I used to work in a bank and be like, you know, fine, financially fine and not happy, of course, with my job. But it was financial, like the financial freedom, like, the financial point it was was okay so I was not super interested at the beginning I was like hmm, I don't know if I want to do that like I have a job and that's just another extra job on top of mine and um, but then you know with the years you kind of start to develop oh, I really like this and and eventually I actually yeah said yes I give in and I quit my job after like four years I quit my job and I was just like work with George in the in the gym and that's it so our gym is js in 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 dublin city center anyone that is listening to this is more than welcome to drop in whenever we're going to be opening we're going to be more than welcome to have everyone on my mats really really happy yeah guys i've been there about three or four times it's a great place lots of mat space and uh, lots of good rounds in yeah we have loads of students and so you know you get a lot of few different fresh bodies you know so there's a lot a lot of changes as well I'd say maybe the fact like we have we have like about maybe up to five classes a day so many people don't even know like some people that we call it the 7 a.m guys don't even know who's training at 7 30 in the night so some people don't even know among in the same club and it's and I'm, I'm trying whenever this quarantine is going to be over what I want to organize for our club is doing like a mini tournament of like morning people, I guess, evening people and see how it's going to go down. <laughs> That's one of the plans for when the, the quarantine is over. I've been pushing it back for too long and now the quarantine happened, but I, it's definitely going to happen like as a reopening party, mini turn, mini in-house tournament of 
Well, you have, it in, you have it in the afternoon so they can both make it instead of... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I'll do it on a Saturday and I'm going to do it around midday so everyone can make it, you know, just halfway go, halfway through. So uh, they, be... they just be thinking, uh, well, we're on equal ground now, so let's go. Yeah, that's it, exactly, you know. You need, you need just to choose who's going to be, you know, the head coach of the morning and the head coach of the evening. And with a, with a final super fight. Anyway, sorry. I've been rumbling around now with my plans. <laughs> uh, what was um, the early days of your training like? And uh, did, you have, did you face any, like, unique hurdles that, like, um, you, like were you struggling to pick anything up? Yeah, well, everything. <laughs> and that continues every day, like, you know. But uh, I see, like, everyone. But maybe... maybe Maybe not everyone, but for me, as I was completely new in the sport, I absolutely had no idea what jiu-jitsu was. I, as I say to you, I was just looking for a club to do a little bit of fitness activities. Mm. And I, even when I walked in, the, I had no idea what these guys in these pajamas, they were doing it. So, yeah, I literally saw people hugging and going on the floor. That's all I see. And I was like, okay, let's give it a try. So I had zero idea of what jujitsu was. So probably that makes a lot even harder on grasping concepts. So I, for a good few months, I'm not going to lie, a good few months, I really had no idea what I was doing all the time. Like, it, things didn't make much sense to me at all. I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Why, why would I do that? So I, at the beginning, because I was coming, and I've never done martial art, any other martial art in my life before. So because I was coming from zero background, that maybe made a little bit more difficult for me to actually understand what was the old concept. But like I, I started competing kind of early, like uh, let's say like a couple of months after I started jiu-jitsu, my, my uh, George just, just forced me to participate in an in-house tournament, even though I was not having an absolute clue of what I was doing all the time. Mm. But I managed to win. I managed to win anyway. But um, with zero knowledge, so there's chance for everyone out there, guys. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So I'd say because of that, everything kind of was very confused and not making much sense until maybe my blue belt <laughs> so that was it that was a long run that was a long while okay so yeah but maybe people that comes from let's say mma or, or judo or transition from another fighting sport or martial art it's probably a lot easier but for me it was kind of zero knowledge i've been doing volleyball and dancing stuff in my life before so that was that made it a little bit more difficult but but yeah Pretty much everything was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have uh, any advice for like uh, just new people in general, or like what was the advice you'd give yourself when you were first starting off? Do new people that that are in the jiu-jitsu, or people that might think to try jiu-jitsu. Anyway, either way, just just try it. Don't give up. And because um, I didn't enjoy as much jiu-jitsu in the first six months, because mm. I had no much clue, you know. But I was just literally sticking because I was losing weight and getting fitter. So, but whenever I kind of understood what was the old thing about, that made things a lot more a lot more interesting. So maybe my my lack was like the lack of interest in knowing why we're doing something. So maybe knowing why you do certain stuff it makes a lot more fun and interesting. For example, why. Uh, uh, 
an escape from a side control. Let's take a, let's take a very mm, normal position, okay? And a very, very, like, something that everybody should know even outside of the world of jiu-jitsu, because if you want to think about self-defense and escape rules of a side control or a mount, it's, I think it's vital that everyone should know this kind of stuff. And um, mm. when, when you know the all technique that works behind that even if i am 56 kilo i can bench press not, not bench press anyone away but i can get a read of somebody that is 90 plus kilo that's that's amazing you know so mm. i i'd say maybe just look into the, the 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 technicality of the situation the beauty of the technique rather than the strength that my from a girl point of view a tiny girl point of view i'd say the the fact that this technique are so powerful it's very fascinating so maybe just focus on the fact of the beauty that something so easy can actually can actually empower a lot a person so mm. maybe that that kind of thing just look into it into think why there's certain thing working and why certain things are not working that make make things a little bit more interesting especially now in this quarantine where most of us don't have a partner to train or a gym or a padded room to simulate murders like especially unless in you're in an insane asylum or something yeah so especially this this time right now even for this quarantine just trying to get interested why are certain techniques working and why some are maybe are not working i'd say the concept goes very very far away so rather than just learning off a, a single technique that's but my point of view that's what fascinated mm. me the most Hmm. You sounded like Eddie Bravo the amount of times you Whoa! said, look into it. <laughs> look oh my into God, it. I never, holy crap, I had no idea. I, I, think <laughs> I, never, I, I think I never listened to him in my life. Just maybe. Oh, maybe you, you I, got like brainwashed by him or something. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, somebody might, somebody should, I think somebody put some sort of recording into my, you know, in my ears while I was sleeping because I had no idea of listening to him anyway. <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> I've been brainwashed by Eddie Bravo, and I didn't know that. Okay. Well, dude, look into it. <laughs> what was, <laughs> what was um, the first seminar you went to, and do you remember what was uh, taught at it? Oh, my goodness. Wait, I'm going to think about now. First seminar. I think... I think the very first seminar I attended, but I cannot possibly remember what we've done. It was Tony Souza seminar, which is a, um, which is, was the first black belt I was here in Ireland. I think he was one of the first black belt. So he's a guy from Brazil. I think it's probably third degree black belt or something by now. What and was his uh, name again? I, I couldn't Tony, hear that. Tony Souza. Oh, okay. It's, you might not know him, but it was a, it was, it was probably one of the first black belt in Ireland. It was a Brazilian guy, and he's living in America now. Um, but it was, it was probably it was probably the first black belt, and then uh, some other guys came along, including George as well. And he was a good friend of George, and it was probably was his first seminar. But I cannot possibly remember what was it about. And I think the next one was Claudio Calazan seminar, and we actually had the I was a white belt, so not not super knowledgeable in terms of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And um, we had the pleasure to have him over for like a week during the summer. So he stayed with us for a week, and it was it was amazing. Like he's super humble person and trying to be helpful with everyone. 
but I can't be possibly remember what was the technique like. Mm. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely uh, remember this one. What was uh, the most recent seminar you went to? Oh yeah, the, the, the most recent one was, was Fionn. We had Fionn in our club. I invited her over in our club. I I super admire her, like I've been choked by her multiple times since my purple belt and just can't, just, I can't, I look like I can't get enough of her chokes. But um, so I, I kind of decided, maybe just try to be friends this time. Let's invite her over for a seminar. And well, joke, jokes apart, I admire her. I'm a huge fan, really, really huge fan. She is very, very good at whatever she does in jujitsu and in judo as well. So mm. I really admire her as, a, as an athlete level. She has a lot of, you know, willpower and training and everything. She trains a lot and really focuses on that. So I really thought, well, I want to, you know, I, I want to support athletes that I believe in. And I know that she's an athlete. So she's working in the gym and she's doing seminars and doing competition. And that's her job. So I thought like, well, I definitely want to support her into her career. So I invited over in our club for the seminar. It was really super, super nice seminar with a lot of nice pressure, like uh, details of passing details was, was lovely, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I still use one of the passes she sh- she showed, like just, uh, you know, the grip. When you get the grip, you sort of smush them up for a little, and you just get <laughs> yeah. pressure pass. Smush, whatever is that word. I can't <laughs> say that again. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that one. Fantastic, yeah, really that was a, super, that was a super animal. fantastic seminar and really recommend it to anyone, boys, girls, whatever, techniques that works for everyone, so yes. If anyone's interested, see, uh, most of the stuff she covered in the seminar is on her Power Passing DVD on the Grapple Club, I think, so if you want to just grab that, that'd be cool. Not oh sponsored. yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Not sp- we're not sponsored, guys. We just love her, but we're not sponsored. <laughs> Fionn Davies did not pay me to say that. She threatened me under with penalty of wrist lock because I enrolled in her at the that seminar and she fucking wrist locks me and that. I nearly, I nearly cried. <laughs> um, have you ever uh, have you ever learned anything from a seminar that's become an integral part of your game? You just it's just been implemented so well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like guys don't go to seminar or crap. No, absolutely not. It's just that uh, I'm not. I let's say something. This is not. I haven't learned from a seminar. Kind of maybe we can say I learned from a seminar. You know Christian, yeah? Christian. Yeah. Love Christian. So, he's best. Yeah, he is fantastic, and he's he's definitely shaped the way I do jujitsu. I te- the way I teach jiu-jitsu a lot, I love mm. teaching, I teach and I absolutely love it. And the way you teach, it's very, very conceptual. So you're really going to go down to the concepts and learn concepts when you do classes with him and seminars. I, I, um, I use a couple of passes that I learned from seminars, from Christian seminars, actually. Um, but uh, the most of it, it was like during, during, I think it was during a class that he was explaining this, sort of idea of passing guard as a ladder so you cannot go straight to the head because you have like feet knees heap all in between so you kind of have to think like you're climbing a ladder and you got to clear you know the feet the knees the heap and then you can finally go and focus on the on the upper body so that was a that was a thing that really shaped me the way i do my passes i don't do a lot of fast pass i do more of a pressure pass so 
it requires me to go up into stages as a ladder, like it was explaining to me. So it wasn't really from a seminar, but for what we had him for like a few classes and then a seminar. So it kind of was from a seminar. So yes, do go to seminar, guys. They're super, super nice. Supports the athlete that you like. And uh, that's that's a very nice thing to do, guys. So mm. do go to seminar. Now we have another sponsorship plug. Christian has several <laughs> several uh, instructionals up. Oh, I'm yeah, not going to list all of them because goddamn, there's not enough time in the day. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but it's uh, he's like I don't. Not many people knows him because he's not as accomplished like as many other athletes. But the way that he teach is really inspiring. It looks like you're you are you know whatever philosophy class or whatever mm. anatomy class. You know, it's it's amazing. I, to me, it's really nice. It's really nice to. Just listen to the old concepts of why things are working. Mm. Uh, see, the, what you said there about, um, like, the analogy that Christian used about uh, thinking a guard passing like a ladder, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to focus on the lower body before going up the upper one. That's that's a pretty good fucking analogy. I'm, uh, that I'm is amazing. That. It's amazing. I, did, I actually record, um, we do, we, we're doing some Zoom classes in our club. And on last Saturday, I think I recorded like a, a guard passing concept system. And then I'm explaining a little bit more in detail this ladder passing stuff. And I can send it to you over if you want it. Not that I am anyone in jiu-jitsu, but if you like this and if you want to look into it a little bit more, I'll send you over the recording and you can have a <laughs> look. And, I'll definitely and want to look into it. It is. It's a, it's a really nice analogy and it makes a lot of sense mm. to me. Yeah. What was um, your first competition like? Uh, when did you, like, how long were you trained before you first competed and uh, how'd it go? Okay, so the first real competition, it was probably like, let me think of October, November, December, January, February. What's after February? March. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> April. It was like, sorry. <laughs> I lost it for a bit. <laughs> anyway. So we had a okay. Maybe we delete that. I'll, <laughs> right, I'll, okay. I'll try and cut that out. That's okay. I don't mind. I'm joking. I don't mind. But uh, the, the first competition we had that that in-house tournament that was like a couple of months after I started jiu-jitsu. But it, it was like a it was an in-house tournament. So let's say it's not a real competition. Like it was real, but not so real. Like the, uh, and um, the the first one that I did it that I actually registered and went to a competition was I think it was a Cork Open in maybe April or something and I was about six seven months into jiu-jitsu it was good I had no idea what I was doing all the time but I managed to win my division and there was two fights who was the fight with one was with, with Siobhan and one other the second one I think was Orla and she won from east coast and then orla she from the north from team taurus and uh, and then the absolute i think i lost i lost against Siobhan. so we had like one on one on the day um, <laughs> but yeah it was 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 i'd say it was nice and fun because i wasn't really pressuring about what was the outcome of the competition because i don't know what i was doing so um it was really fun. I was really happy because I actually managed to get two wins in one day. It was super, super, like, a powerful and rewarding kind of thing. And even though I lost and in the open weight, it, 
didn't really matter because I got I got my gold. I won to fight. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, nobody nobody can actually kill me now. But I, it wasn't really pressuring me on the outcome. Yeah, I was really thinking, oh. Yeah, you know, I got to win this one. Yeah, I was just going there. Like, you know, we rented, a, it was in Cork. We were from Dublin. So we rented the bus. We went down like in 20 of us all in the bus. Like, you know, it was a nice experience. Lovely well, like experience. a party bus? Yeah, it kind of was a party <laughs> bus. Well, at the end, we were wrecked. So we were all sleeping. You know, the, the morning to go, everyone was pumped. And then at the end, as, as you know, the end of the competition feeling, you're just like, yeah, let's go get the burger after competition. And then you're like actually wrecked and you just want to go and die in the bed. Yeah, so <laughs> then we had the drive back to Dublin. Everyone was sleeping. Everyone fell asleep. But it was good. Absolutely nice. I remember like it was a nice, I, I have like a really nice memory about the, the first competition. Not so nice from others, but yeah. <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite win from your vast repertoire of competing? Yeah, the last the last competition I've done, which, well, it's my favorite for obvious reason. I got promoted to my black belt, and <laughs> but I'd say as well because I haven't competed as much as my brown my brown belt. I think I've done three competition, which is not a lot, and because. Coming from a purple belt, when I competed, maybe like I thought maybe more than 17 competition. Like I, that was a, I had a huge, not huge, but I had a bit of a mental breakdown because after so many competition, like I didn't accomplish what I wanted, and it, it wasn't being a world champion, but it was just like trying to get a little bit more wins. Mm-hmm. And um, so on my brown belt, I decided what well, I'm gonna take a little bit of a pause. And I competed like very few. And the last one, which was not now the IBJJF, I think is the Dublin Open the one it was in November or was Irish? Yeah, it was whatever. the it was the Dublin Open, even it was though it was held, Dublin it was held in Meath. <laughs> yeah, it was Meath Open. So <laughs> was it? That was that's definitely the nicest one because I not because of the wins, not because of the promotion, uh, also because of the promotion, but. Mostly because I think I approached the competition scene with a different mentality. Mm. With a, with a, it was a lot more calm and believing to my, you know, jujitsu and whatever I could do. So that was definitely the nicest memory I have from competition because of um, the way I approached mentally rather than the outcome. Then, then the outcome just follows. If you have a strong mental approach to competition, then the outcome just, just comes by itself. I mean, you have mm. to fight the other person, but, but it's a lot easier when you have a strong mentality that backs you up. Absolutely. Yeah. So that one there is definitely one of my favorites. Mm. Do you have a favorite submission? Mm, anything. But, but, so I like umbars. Umbars are nice. Even though I'm trying to switch into chokes more, because some people don't like to tap, even though you have to break their arm. And like, I like umbers a lot, but I'm trying to get a little bit more into chokes, like uh, back back taking and choking from there. But yeah, my first love is umbers. Mm. Uh, see, we got a really good burning question here. See. Oh my God. <laughs> Scared. Is, <laughs> don't worry. It's not, it's not. It's not like a weird question. Where did the pink gi come from? This is just mystified my everyone first, forever. <laughs> that's my first kimono. That's my first ever kimono. So when I joined, when I joined uh, J, the the club, George Santos, mm. 
uh, he used to have like a um, a girls team there, and it was like before I joined. Then when I joined, they all disappeared. I don't know, maybe it was me. They're all scared of you. <laughs> probably. And it, 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 they had this pink kimono. So I, all the girls that were in the class doing the ladies' class, they were in a pinky. So it was sort of like almost a uniform for girls. And um, so it was like, yeah, we have this kimono and the foreground is pink and it's cheaper than the one, the, the, the black one. And say, okay, just give me the cheaper one. I don't care. <laughs> and... Uh, and that was my that was my only kimono that I had for like a month or two, because you know like I was in jujitsu. It's like I'm not gonna buy another kimono. I don't even know if I like this thing. <laughs> I think I trained in a in a white gi for like a couple of months and in a pink gi for like a couple of months. Then I then I got uh, then actually somebody gave me a black gi and I could start changing uh, kimonos. <laughs> so, How many yeah. uh, do you have now? How many uh, gis do you have now? I gave away a few. Uh, right now, I think I have about eleven or twelve. It's not something. It's not. It's not crazy, isn't it? I mean, I'm a gym mm. owner. <laughs> I sell geese as well for a living. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not a crazy number to own a geese, and I and I train a few times a day. So, mm. it's not a crazy number. I gave a few away. I have like actually, I have two, two in Italy. So that makes up a little bit more than eleven, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. I think I have uh, 23. I've only yeah, so that's total. crazy. That's crazy number of Givana. Well, in my defense, I used to train like twice a day every day. Before, before the quarantine. Still a lot. It's still a lot. <laughs> I think it's still a lot. What? Some of these geese are really nice. So <laughs> Some of them are really nice. Uh, did you do those, those gear reviews that you were saying? Oh no, I forgot. I actually forgot about that. Like, because so you... now, I, now I'm really curious because you have, you have a lot. You well, that, that's that's why I was thinking of doing of it because I had so many. Yeah, well, my, I, don't... I don't have I don't have great equipment, so I'll, I'll figure out a way to do it. I'll I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I'm kind of curious because I honestly don't have many branded kimonos because most of them they're like some I get from the club, so I don't have to buy them. I'm not really into it, branded geese. I don't really mind if my mm. gear is branded or not. So. As long as it's a nice, good material gi, it's fine. Mm. And we're doing nice, good gis. So <laughs> um, I'm not sponsored by my gym anyway. <laughs> kind of, kind of, I'm paying at all things, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not really into this super brand gis. So let me know, because when I want, I want to buy a kimono now. I don't know why. It's gone all crazy. Well, so um... I want to have. Uh, I want to have a little bit of suggestions, so do that review and let me know what. what <laughs> I'll get I'll get on that. See, I have uh, all my keys are by Tatami. I just love Tatami. Okay, I don't have even one of Tatami. Never tried. So I'm curious about. Yeah, I know the cheapest brand that we can get in Ireland. I know I don't have even one. Well, I'm okay. That might, Guys. Be, that might be my next gi buy. I have a few. I have a few suggestions of geese to get. I'll send some your way. Oh. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Sorry. That was automatic. Uh, so guys, we've reached a portion of the show I like to call a round of specifics. It's just a few random questions. I would say the rapid fire, but 
they are not. It's like the longest segment of the podcast. So do you want to do a round of specifics, Laura? Oh, yes. Okay, but I'm a little worried now. It's not like weird questions. It's just like general things. Okay. Okay, I'll try to be rapid. I'll try to be rapid, okay? I know I you don't. Oh. No, you don't have to be. That's the point. See, like when I first made this segment, I wanted it to be like super quick questions, but then it ended up becoming the longest part of the podcast. Like, yeah, it would take ages. So I'm like, I'm okay. not even going to try and make it a rapid fire segment anymore. <laughs> okay, that's cool. We get started with that. I like that. Okay. What was uh, your favorite TV show growing up? Ooh, you know, like... I don't watch TV. <laughs> I meant when you, when you were growing up. Like, uh, the, the the one probably I I, I watched and maybe it was The Simpsons. Oh yeah, The Simpsons is still pretty good, but like uh, not as good as it used to be. Like way back in the day, it was like so oh. good. I I I watch it like sometimes when after coming back from school and I was just eating and as I wanted to watch something while I was eating. That's probably. It. That thing I watch the most, yeah. I've never been a fan of TV, never. I don't mm. even have Netflix. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. What do you do I, all day? A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. I'm going crazy most of the time, but a lot of stuff. I can't say I blame you. Uh, that's it. What was the worst movie you've ever seen? Um, probably some horror movie. I hate horror movie. They're all horrible. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. Movie. Yeah, any any horror movie is probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Such and that was the waste of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, what do you have to be scared of? You're a, you're a black bun jiu-jitsu, so if, any, like Mike, if Mike Myers comes in the door, you could just fucking heel hook him or something. Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a, little, I'm a little scared, you know? I'm just, just saying. Just hit him with a flying triangle, he won't be able to. Oh, yeah, then. sure, because they, I'm doing that so well, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is um, the most famous person, either in uh, jiu jitsu or just a regular celebrity that you've met? But I actually say hello to a famous person. Yeah, like probably, if you've ever met anyone like that. That's, pr- that's probably, probably was in jiu jitsu, maybe like Andre Galvao or Angelica Galvao, yeah. God damn. Fuck. Yeah, that's probably the, the famous thing. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have a, do you have a fa- oh, oh, sorry. Uh, what's the most embarrassing injury you've ever had, whether it be jiu-jitsu related or non-jiu-jitsu related? Mm, the, the type of injury or how I got injured? Because I got the, injured Just, just the, way you get, broke, the way you got injured. Yeah, I broke one of my toes by walking when I was like 15. I was walking and one of them, and my tiniest tiniest toes on my left foot broke and i had to go on crutches for like two months yeah <laughs> yeah don't ask me how i don't know i was walking well were you walking, walking in like a on like a rock field or something on a garden <laughs> how'd you break your toe doing that i don't i have no clue the doctor asked me the same i don't know <laughs> <laughs> do you have um do you have a favorite grappling match that uh just a favorite match you like watching mm, not that i can think of now i watch matches but not uh, maybe not as much as you do like just when i can't fall asleep at night i just put on a match of <laughs> and i eventually fall asleep <laughs> do you fall asleep the second they start getting choked and you're like oh my god <laughs> 
<laughs> no, not that I can think of now. Do you have a favorite UFC fight? I don't watch much. Anyway, I'm a bad, I'm a bad in <laughs> at this subject. I'm really bad. Uh, uh, this isn't no, school. It's not like you can be bad at a subject. I follow a little bit Mackenzie there, and just because she transitioned from the jiu-jitsu, like to MMA, maybe Ronda Rousey, all those girls that kind of made a little bit of success. I I watch them a little bit, but that's MMA. I, I'm interested. I mean, I'm I'm willing to give it a try at some stage, but um, yeah, it's not really my first point of interest. So yeah, I don't really know. Do you have uh, any other martial arts you're interested in besides uh, jiu-jitsu? Mm, yeah, as I say, like I, I would give it a try and mix the martial arts, just throw him everything, a bit of capoeira, a bit of Muay Thai. Yeah, why not? I mm. did a bit of capoeira, like really, really little, a little bit of Muay Thai. But like, you know, my first love is Jiu-Jitsu. So maybe, maybe after the quarantine, I finally give it a go to more stuff. Mm. Do you have a favorite period in history? Like uh, if you had a time machine, where's the first place you'd go? I'm actually pretty happy where I am. Well, like, uh, there's nowhere you'd want to visit, like, at all. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. I think we are we are very lucky in the in the area we are living. There is a lot of chances, opportunity we can get among. Okay, not in this specific moment, but like a lot. It's easier. It's super super easy traveling. Super super easy getting in touch with people. Internet makes wonders. And and as well, the, all the hair travel that is possible. I say we're the luckiest generation to be alive. I, I, I love the option and chances that we can have, honestly. And I'm not big in history. I mean, I started in school. But like, uh, <laughs> you, you don't have to stay there. Like, when you go there, you just go for, like, uh, to have a look. To have a look. Like, don't you don't know. have to stay in where you go forever. Uh, I will think about it and let you know later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, I'll put in a like uh, a picture at the end saying this is what Laura chose at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to think about it for real. Do you okay. have uh, do you uh, prefer gi or no gi? Gi all day. Yeah, I just love the <laughs> pelgar too much, uh, and I hate he looks. I think. It's a lot more fantasy than you can imagination and everything. I, I love Nogi as well. I like Nogi as well. It's a lot more fast and a lot more nasty stuff. But like the Gi, come on. You can do so many things. Like, see, one of the ways I had it put to me one time is like, uh, Nogi is like athleticism, but Gi is like artistry. Yeah, I like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't go stealing that now. No, yeah. I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I'm stealing your ladder analogy, so... Oh, we stole from Christian. Oh, okay. He, That's okay. he likes my memes, so he, he, he likes my memes, so he won't I, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> he won't come over to Ireland just to kick my ass over. No, he'll just come over for a seminar. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite food? Mm, pizza. Of course. Come on, I'm Italian. <laughs> what a question. What a question. Uh, do you have a favorite music genre? Mm -hmm. Anything that is kind of happy music, uplifting music. Do you have a, a favorite song to roll to when you're in the gym? Um, 
I think it goes on by the period of my life. You know, when you kind of get into a song and you listen that for like all day and then you, you listen to another song and you listen to that one all day. Yeah, it really goes in the pen on what, what kind of is my mood on the period of my life as well. Yeah. Mm. See, so, um, who inspires you the most, whether it just be their work ethic or just their mentality? Mm, I'll probably say that in the last. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I'd say George, which is my business partner. I kind of is my head coach as well. And the reason why it inspires me is not jujitsu related, even though even in jujitsu it inspires me because he has a lot of. Uh, whenever he decides he wants to do something, like there's no way he's not gonna make it, you know. And either be in jujitsu or in life, so he's mm. really hardworking and he's coming from a background not so um, lucky background that I might have had. In, in my past so it really really inspired me on that point of view like really hard working and really never give up on the dream so yes probably mm. him yeah what's uh the most valuable lesson you've learned in all your years of training like just a life lesson that you've gained from uh, jiu-jitsu i the most lessons i learned are not directly from jiu-jitsu but they're from people in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. i think that makes it the same and uh, but the most thing is just like how to handle I'm very impulsive so I, I, I got a lot more calmer through the years in jiu-jitsu and through the people I met in jiu-jitsu because before I would like oh yeah okay this this is done that way okay let's do this or whatever or maybe I would get angry and shout at people or whatever so I, I'm a lot more calmer now yeah mm. and I think about stuff before doing them <laughs> which is really good and you should do guys as well you should think about stuff before doing them <laughs> uh they should think about that yeah uh, see um what's it here we're at the we've reached the last question Ooh. are you ready spicy. for the last question i'm super ready born ready i'm pretty sure uh this is going to be the same answer as uh one of the previous questions but well who's the most important person in all your jiu-jitsu journey the most important person in my life ever or just, just in one. your jiu-jitsu or whatever just or just one whatever. yeah just one person. Who is this? <laughs> that makes, that makes it hard. But it makes it hard. I have to choose one person. Oh, I thought you were like messing with me there. Like, oh, it's just one person. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, seriously. Just one. I don't know. If it's just one. Um, uh, right now. You can name, you can name right a bunch now. of people. Like, you don't have to do just one. <laughs> it's all my jiu-jitsu family, Jim. Anyone in the gym. That's That's... It's I I'd say you know being an owner gym owner it makes it a lot different on just going into the gym and maybe you know you have your favorite training partner or we have your favorite rolling partner sparring partner your favorite partner to chill well for me they're like they're like all my children you know what I mean anyone yeah. that sets foot that sets foot and independently from their age you know it's uh, anyone that even if foot, even if someone's like older than you you just oh, pat yeah. them in the head oh who's my baby. Yeah, they're my children. They're all my children, and I care for them, and and like 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 they were my real children. So anyone that set foot and is a member in my club, it's like super super important into my jiu-jitsu journey because I anyone it's willing and well able to teach me something. So yeah, yeah, way too many people. Mm. Now guys, we've reached uh, the end of the podcast. If you want to follow Laura, it's at Laura underscore BJJ on Instagram. 
You, super uh, easy Instagram account as well to remember. <laughs> the last one I had on was so complicated. It was like an underscore and something every two seconds. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. It's too Anyways. difficult. Yeah, you got to think about those technicality in life, you know? Yeah. Make an easy Instagram name <laughs> to follow. Yeah, like uh, humans jitsu doesn't do hard. But people are like, how do you spell that? <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't even know how that's spelled. Honestly. Anyway, I follow you already, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, anything to say before, before we head off? I, I just really, it's a huge honor for me. And God. I just, no, no, it's really, I'm really, really happy. A little bit of inside joke, but I'm really, really happy. Thank you very much, Andrew. It was a pleasure. And uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm important and I'm someone, you know, you're making me feel super important when you message me. Like, do you want to do a podcast? Like, whoa, really me? Wow. <laughs> And, and yeah, so I'm really honored and um, thank you for having me. It's been a nice, I think I've been talking for an hour or so. It's been a nice hour. This is like one less hour of quarantine as well. So, mm. uh, well, uh, the huge honor is all mine. Thank you very uh, much. Thank you. Uh, and uh, guys, keep staying and safe during the quarantine. We will be back to jujitsu, don't worry. <laughs>